Hello and good day, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Magic the First Pioneers podcast. This podcast is all about the Pioneer format and we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer. I'm your host, Kevin Finkel, joined here with my co-host. Hey, everybody. Uh, today, just me, Ryan, the uh, cardboard samurai out of the uh, Tokyo area of Japan. We don't have Ashiokets and it feels kind of lonely here without him. Well, you can welcome our special guest, Elish Norn. Yeah. <laughs> no. Invading the multiverse uh, as we speak, but uh, not quite just yet. We've got some uh, invasions of the multiverse coming up in probably a few weeks mm-hmm. here as we'll start getting some new cards from the new set. Until then, we uh, you know we wanted to talk a little bit about the price of Pioneer. Yeah. So we don't always do this. You know, we sometimes try and stay more on the competitive mm-hmm. side of things, but we always like to you know talk about what's going to be best for our players. And sometimes that's thinking about your wallet in Pioneer mm-hmm. uh, because. You know, it's an expensive hobby that yeah. we, we enjoy here, and uh, it would help if sometimes there were ways to make it cheaper. Yeah, so for our listeners out there, Kevin actually approached me with doing a uh, a budget episode this week. I'm like, well, we've done like all the, the budget you know, decks that you could really can. Um, you know, I think we've done like, what, seven, eight, ten, ten budget decks over the course of 160 episodes here. And, you know, I thought maybe we could approach this a little bit differently today instead of trying to make a budget version that's like, you know, $60 or $100 or something like that. Uh, I wanted to take a look at just the the good decks, like the, the, the you know, top tier decks in the format and see where could we save the most money? Like what could we replace and make the, the deck, you know, kind of, still competitive but also not breaking the wallet yeah and i feel like uh how, how do you feel like the budget of pioneer is right now you mean like i feel the, like it's really drifted up um as far as deck price and i'm not a big fan of that do you mean as far as like just the average price of a pioneer deck yeah 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 i think it's probably gonna be somewhere around 400 500 yeah, that, that's pretty excessive, <laughs> in my opinion. I think there's still some cheap decks. There's still, you know, some decks that are like, you know, a little bit under a uh, hundred. Sorry, a little bit under two hundred, or like around two hundred. Yeah. Um, so you do have a wider variety of decks, uh, but there's definitely a, a wider spe- spectrum now. Before, you know, it's like, wow, you can make this for, you know, a hundred, two hundred, three hundred. Now it's more like three hundred, four hundred, five hundred. Yeah, hopefully that's something that they're going to address and, you know, give us some of these reprints mm-hmm. that we need. Give us something to uh, decentralize the meta a little bit so that more things are viable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I was looking at like, hey, I was like, yeah, you know, how do I make a $50 version of the creativity deck? I'm like, you that's can't. one creativity and that's the whole yeah. deck. Like, so it's not even worth it What am I going to do with that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I thought we'd start today maybe just kind of talking about what are the priciest cards in Pioneer right now? So what pops into your head is kind of like, and when I, when I think pricey, I'm thinking like more than $15. You know, so it's like $20, mm. $30, $40. What are you, in your, just, you know, pulling it out of your head, what do you think are the priciest cards right now? Well, I just want to reiterate one more thing is what my focus for this mm-hmm. episode is going to be is that... Um, we are still like a very competitive players. Yeah. We're competitive focused podcast for the most part. You know, sometimes we're not, but uh, in general, where we are, we're trying to give suggestions on if we're like, hey, replace this very expensive card. What's the best thing you can do that's not going to hurt your mm, your chances you know, competitive ability for the most yeah. part? Yeah. So we're we're trying to give you the most bang for your buck. Um, we're not just trying to be like, hey, you know, like this card's expensive. It's the only thing you need. Like, there's no replacement for it. But uh, don't get play it. Don't play a forty dollar card. Mm. No. We're trying to be like hey this is a two dollar card that can replace it that without losing as much 
power yeah. or hey maybe you need to go with this nine dollar card to replace it yeah. even if it's uh i mean the, know, something like these that. are like alternatives that you could play with until you have the money to get that you know 30 to 40 50 dollar card so it does take a while i know a lot of people can't float that kind of budget you know uh yeah. whenever a new set comes out yeah but uh yeah so going back um like I, I asked you, she old dread yeah. is what I would start with. If we're going with what is kind of the dumbest, dumbest I, amount of I price think for a card. Shieldred's like seventy bucks now. Uh, yeah, that's about 70, right. Eighty dollars, and I think it's probably the same in Japan as well. It's, it's like an insanely expensive. Um, what else? What other cards kind of pop into your head as expensive pioneer cards? So, do we want to go with like what we can replace Shieldred with? Or well, do you just I want to talk, I wanna like, just talk about the quick pricey about the cards super... first, and then kind of replace them. Because uh, Baseju is a big one, I think. Yeah, Baseju is I think it's like forty dollars now, uh, almost forty. Check. That's about right. Yeah, about that. Yeah, o- over forty. I mean, could, could we could say some of the new cards from the new deck or the new set are kind of pricey too? I don't know. Is this because there's still a new set and there's just not a lot of them being played? Like El Snor is still like what thirty two, thirty three dollars, I think. Yeah, I mean, I blame uh, EDH there. Yeah, I mean some some other big ones. I think the cards that are currently in the the format that I don't know they could go down in the future. Like, what do you think about Portal to Phyrexia? Is that's like a almost hmm. that's more than twenty? Is that mainly oh, wow. because of uh, Pioneer, or is that just because it's in you know the standard format right now, and maybe that'll go down after rotation? Yeah, I think standard, but also EDH, so it won't mm-hmm. go down too much being a mythic. Um, you know, I also I feel like Fable the Mirror Breaker. Yeah. Um, for as how much is that going for? Now? Many decks as it's it's twenty five bucks mm. still. For as many decks as it's in, I feel like that's a big thing driving up the cost of a lot of decks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's yeah. I mean, when we get to it, I think that might not be too hard to replace. We could probably find some other cards for that um a couple mm. other things i think if we're talking about stuff that's in standard right now that that could possibly be pr- pushing up the price ledger shredder is still like 18 20 bucks i think as well oh wow um okay. that's something that sees some play in in pioneer yeah. uh what else what others uh me hook got banned in standard but it's still like 40 bucks i think hmm. it doesn't see so much play in pioneer but it's still i would say is a pioneer card maybe even a pioneer staple for $42? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Liliana Vale is not bad. I mean, she's still a little expensive, but way cheaper than she was before. I think she's like around $20 now. Maybe a little bit less than that. Okay. Um, I think that covers most of the cards that are currently in standard. So maybe we can take a quick look at, you know, non-standard. These are like more pioneer cards. Uh, Nykthos is like 40 bucks now. Oh. That's a big surprise to me yeah that one's really rough uh what other ones can you think of uh let's see what else i'm i'm looking at resplendent angel i always hear people talking about that oh yeah i think that's that's like 42 40 dollars or something like that like somewhere around there i I made a list if you want me to just go through the list that that... yeah yeah start you keep keep going Um, mox amber is like twenty five. It, uh, it went up to like forty at one point, I think. But now it's like about twenty five bucks. It's not bad. Maybe get the reprints in the uh, uh, what was it? The uh, Brothers War special packs. Uh, mm, the art, yeah, that helped a little bit. And uh, Shadow Spear still like twenty bucks. Um, I'm guessing that's EDH or whatever. 
uh, Spire. Yeah, well, that's modern and yeah. legacy yeah. and everything. Oh, yep, yep. Uh, uh, Wandering Emperor is still up there. How much is she going for? List. 20 something. Yeah, okay. Uh, Spire Bluff Canal is still like 20 bucks. Uh, yeah, that's obnoxious. <laughs> you know, that's always the thing I complain about most. Is yeah. It's like, hey, you know, you can't play the format because the lands are too expensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, while World Spired Worm and Indomitable Creativity both went up, I think Creativity is in like a 30 plus dollar card. Uh, World Spired Worm, I'm, I looked at that today and it's like $22, $23. Um, you know, it's a harder to get, you know, I think one printing, you know, mythic rare. So even though you only need one, people are playing that deck. Uh, Karn, the great creator is still, still kind of demanding a premium. I think he's like 17, $18. For one of those, uh, mana yeah. mana confluence is like almost thirty bucks still. I think didn't that get a reprint, or is I thinking something else? Um, it might have, but it's still definitely up there. Yeah, I feel like it went down in price more because it was slightly replaced. Mm-hmm. Like it's less necessary in like aggro lists now. Mm-hmm. Um, Chain Veil is another one. If I'm looking yeah. at you know Nykthos Ramp, this one of their sideboard cards. How much is that going for? Thirty two. Wow. Dang, yeah, that's that's more expensive than I thought it was going to be. Um, Urborg, not I don't know if it's super necessary, but it does see a lot of play uh, in black decks and Pioneer. That's like a forty dollar card now, and that's had uh, a yeah. bunch of printings. I think it. it uh, not that many. Wasn't it like Maybe. in like, Legacy Masters or something? And I think the one you're thinking of is um, Cabal Coffers just got a reprint, and that went way down in price. Okay. But Urborg didn't, so it almost drove it up I as see, far I as see. like people demanding it for EDH and things. Uh, Teferi here at Dominaria, I think it's like thirty dollar card, thirty thirty five or something like that, somewhere up there. Uh, I don't think it's as much as Wandering Emperor, really, is, but it's probably about the same. It's about the same, like, you know, twenty something. I know Teferi. Oh, maybe it is more like thirty. Yeah, Teferi. I mean, yeah, I was looking online, like thirty bucks is still kind of pricey in Japan. I think it's like forty fifty. It's just Ugh. so much more expensive. It's so much harder to get over here. Uh, I I would also say a lot of the Shocklands are like in that kind of like 15 to 20 dollar range as well some some maybe even a little bit more than that i think 20 dollars on average that those are the mana bases are going to be super pricey um i, I feel like we need to get into some good news here yes, you're making me yeah, be like so all right let's get out of this game i don't want to play anymore that i think that pretty <laughs> much covers all the pricey cards so now looking at these cards and looking at the decks that they're in what could we replace these with and, you know, I thought we could just take a quick look at some deck lists, uh, you know. That yeah, I like going playing. by deck list. I think that's a good way to be like, hey, what are the places where, you know, should we start with the uh, the big... Rakdos? Uh, yeah, Rakdos, you know, like probably yeah. one of the most expensive decks in the format. So Rakdos, uh, I think it's like, what, $600, $700, maybe even more than that now? <sighs> yeah, I've seen lists that are more than that, definitely. Um, a lot of the money, like you said, is Shield Red. Uh, I think the, the Blood Crips as well are kind of pricey. You know, that's like almost 80 bucks of the price. Shieldreds, I think, are like 200, 200. You know, like this deck I'm looking 225, at. 225, yeah. yeah it's a third of the price of the deck. 225. And then, I don't know, what else is there? Uh, Thossies are kind of expensive and not so bad. And the Fables. <laughs> yeah, you know, I remember when Thoughtseize being $15 was like, this deck's expensive because Thoughtseize mm-hmm. is $15. Uh, that was half the price of the deck, is the 60 yeah. bucks for, for Thoughtseize. And now that's a. Uh, that's like, oh yeah, those are you know those aren't bad. So we, those barely make our list. So we got the blood blood crypts. Maybe we could we could do that. But shield reds, I think would have to go. Fable would have to go. Um, and then the side, I think we can usually 
like I said, black decks play Urborg. You don't need it. It's mm. great. It will, you know, help even out your mana. I don't think it's absolutely necessary to spend that 40 bucks to get one if you don't have it. I think yeah, you have 40 for right think, there. I think, especially in this list, I don't think it's 100% necessary. Mm-hmm. Where I thought it was always very necessary was when we had the mono black aggro lists and they were playing, you know, three to four Castle Lockwain, mm-hmm. which this list I'm looking at, this is uh, Shoto Yasuko's. Uh, from the Pro Tour, doesn't have any Castle Lockwing in it. He has the Mutavaults, though. Yeah, so it, it helps with the Mutavaults, but that, you know, back when we had Mono Black, that was playing like four Mutavault and four Castle Lockwing, so you really, really, really needed your colored lands to be swamps and your mm-hmm. non your you know, colorless lands to be able to attack for black mana. Um, here, if you replace this with a swamp, you would see very little difference. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like 40 bucks down. Again, like we're looking at a $700, $700 deck, that's like. $40 less. Fables. So Fables, yeah, it looks like that's almost $100 of the price. What would you Ugh. replace Fables with in this type of deck? That is a tough one because it's one of the cards that I feel like for a lot of decks is such a role player as far as you know being good against control, being good against uh, you know, aggro sometimes even, being you know just like a way to filter your cards. Um, I'm very curious if you had anything to replace Fable, because I feel like that's one of the tougher ones. Well, I mean, this does still have some filtering. Like, you, you have Blood Tithe Harvester, which, you know, has, like, the blood thing already. I would kind of maybe even try to go a more aggro route with the uh, underdog. The, whenever mm. he dies, you get... Was it dies, I think, you get the draw card? You lose a life and draw a card? Uh, it's, that's when you blitz him and then he dies. You keep, you can keep on bringing him back, I believe, right? But yeah, you can keep bringing him so back. So that's not a bad way to get some card advantage. You do lose the, the ability to combo out and stuff like that, but then you could, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's a decent way. I think Reckoner Bankbuster is another card that might be able to take, uh... Bankbuster is one that I definitely could see taking some of that place because yeah. it, it draws you some cards over time and it, And most uh, people are playing you know, them anyways. You know, people. Some people playing. Yeah, three, maybe like one four. or so. Yeah. Yeah. Crew three works really well with your blood tithe harvester and stuff like that. So that that would be my suggestion on how to replace the fable, the mirror breaker, and the black red Rakdos deck. Um, but what about shield red? Mm. What are your ideas for? Replacing oh, I was, I was her? trying to think of a couple more cards. I kind of like Florian. Do you know which that yeah, what one is? Is that the uh, vampire guy? That makes like, yeah, who like treasure? draws you some cards no. if your opponent's lost life. That that's an option. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. You know, you could run like a Kolagon's Commander too, uh, just because that. I guess that's not really a cheap card, no. <laughs> but it, uh, it, you know, it's a two for one. So that's kind of what you're trying to replace. It, it se- is ways yeah. to be two for one. It seems it depends on what you're trying to replace. If you're trying to replace the card advantage, the card draw, I think the Bank Busters would be the way to go. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, I think that's going to be the most resilient one. I think the Florian might be hard to to keep around. You know, if you're planning before I. Suggest another expensive card. How much is Obnixilus now? You know, that used to be something we saw a little bit Not play. that expensive. I think he's under 15. Okay. Eh, that's an option. If you've got one or two, you know, it'll fit yeah. into that three-drop roll and could possibly do some things. It doesn't things really draw you cards, but it does put pressure. I mean, I don't know. Could we Could we say Shieldred... Or not Shieldred, sorry. Could we say that Obnixilus is a good... Um, how can I say? Replacement for Shieldred. Because if you do sacrifice something, you're getting life... And dealing damage to them at the same time. Well, I guess it's possible to deal damage from if they choose to take the damage. 
I think I would be looking for more raw power when mm-hmm. I'm replacing Shieldred. So for Fable the Mirror Breaker, I was really looking for something that, you know, gives me longevity, gives me way to cycle cards, and gives me card advantage, mm-hmm. especially over a longer game. Uh, for replacing Shieldred, you know, he's not card advantage, but he's very powerful, um, very good into aggro as far as the life gain. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where I'd be looking at. And I think I would go towards what he replaced. So that was really the other four yeah, drops that were in the deck. Um, Kalidus is not a budget card. Would be my my issue. Um, you know, Kalidus is also cheaper like than Shieldred. Bucks. It's a lot cheaper than Shieldred. Yeah, it's you know a sixth of the price of Shieldred, huh. but it's not a cheap card. Um, but that would be probably the easiest one to one replacement if you have it. Um, otherwise, the next place I would look at would be what is uh, what is the cost of um, Soren? Uh, which Soren? The um, the four the mana one that. Was seeing, yeah, Mirthless. He's got to be on about ten, maybe around ten, nine or ten dollars. Not that expensive. Yeah, looking at um, Calatus. Calatus is about thirteen dollars right now, which is okay. not that bad. I think that's a good, uh, a good. How can I say alternative for Shieldred and Soren the Mirthless. Soren's about nine. I think yeah, that's that's bad. pretty reasonable. Um, I think that. Invoke Despair is another way you could go as far as like a kind of a raw power card. Mm-hmm. It draws a card. The top end that of the might be something that you could maybe t- take over instead of... Uh, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Uh, Liliana? Well, not Liliana. Well, I mean, it's not bad for Liliana either, but... I was going to also say uh, Fable. Because it draws you cards, yeah, right? Maybe, yeah. That, that's fair. Yeah, you could also replace Fable for Fable that. Fable or Liliana. And Liliana was the next card I think we should probably talk about. You know, if we do end up playing, like, uh, the Soren instead of of that, we could maybe drop the Liliana as well for, like you said, Invoke Despair uh, or something do like that. Do you have anything else? Like, let's go under a dollar. Do you have anything else, like, yeah. top end of... What, what would you suggest? What are some suggestions that you got? For which cards? Or just, like, in general? Uh, you know, for... I was mostly saying for Shieldred, but if you've got anything that's, you know, kind of that high end. I mean, I, I probably, like I said, I'm not trying to go super budget for, for this this topic. I'm trying to think of what's a good mm. card that's not going to, like, absolutely break your, your, your bank. Yeah, you know, I don't mind going, like, what's the bottom of the bucket that you can, yeah. you know... I don't want I'm to saving the up the shield dread. I don't want to, you know, spend ten dollars <laughs> on a middle of the thing, but I'll pay one dollar now and seventy five dollars oh, okay. later, kind of thing. Like, do you have anything for that? That would be. Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, do you have any any ideas for something that cheap? Uh, let me think about it for a second. But you can go on with what else you've got. I'm gonna. Well, those are pretty much all the cards I think that we need to cover for Rakdos midrange. Like we said, shield shield dread, and we're looking at this uh, um, pro tour deck. That was like two hundred twenty-five bucks. Lillian is another forty bucks. Uh, Fable's another hundred dollars. Uh, you know, Urborg's another forty dollars there. And then Blood Crips, I think. You know, actually, yeah, Blood Crips. Could we play something else? Could we go back to playing uh, the Pathways in this deck? And, and this does not play. Oh, this does have the Pathways. We have two Pathways instead of four. So we can go up to- um, This only has two of the pain lands. Those yeah. are definitely a lot cheaper. Yeah. Uh, you can go up on those. You can play a couple more basics than this yeah. is running as well. And that'll save you some money. So I think yeah. that's good for Rakdos. We're, we're you know, replacing those cards. We're saving, uh, I'm looking at about 300, 400. Uh, yeah. 
Well, about five, almost, almost four hundred. Yeah, four hundred fifty dollars. I think four hundred five hundred. You could make a competitive Rakdos deck for about three hundred dollars. I think. Okay, I think we could probably do that. Yeah, see, we, we maybe we should have tried it. Um, oh, you know, you know who you should run for uh, if you need that top end. You got to run that new the the five mana Angrath. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one from uh, Rick's. I always from... loved that card. I would always find a way to fit like a one of in my like black red mid range. Yeah. The one from Rivals Mix on. Yeah. All right, um, Rakdos done. You want to move on to uh, some Nikthos Ramp? I think that's the next one. Maybe. Sure, sounds good. So Nikdos Ramp, All right. not as expensive. Uh, it's still very popular. It's looking like it's hitting about five hundred bucks, I think, right now. Mm, yeah. Uh, a big part of this is the Nikdos Shrine the Nix. Like we were saying, that's one of the most expensive cards in Pioneer format. One hundred and sixty-two is to- of the total price, right there. Again, that that's a third of the deck, right there. Yep. Um, the other big parts, like we said, Karn the Great Creator is kind of expensive. Four of those will cost you about sixty-six at the moment. Uh, and I think hey, uh, Boseju, Boseju being forty dollars, yeah. and you running, you know, two of them is is a big piece. Yeah, and then if you if you are playing Chainmail on the sideboard, that's kind of expensive. Or if you're p- playing, um, what was the other one I said? Uh, well, I think it plays Cityscape Leveler. Yeah, it plays Cityscape Leveler. That's kind of expensive. Shadow Spear sometimes I think is in the sideboard here. Um, uh, sometimes that's pretty rare. Um, but yeah, uh, Portal to Phyrexia I think is another one. So I think you can replace those artifact ones rather easily. There's a lot of other possibly good cards that you could play. Um, you know, I I can't think of any right now, but I'm pretty sure you know you could find something. Well, okay, Cityscape Leveler is an easy one because it replaced, um, you know, it just replaced uh, Meteor Golem, which does yeah, kind of the same go. thing for nowhere near the price. Budget, yeah. uh, that's an easy one. Um, I think Chain Veil you can do without because it's not, you know, it helps the combo plan, but you can do the combo without it, especially if you're, you know, you're running full yeah. Nykthoses. Otherwise, yep. you can find something else and, you know, just pull it out of the list and you're not going to lose that many games just from not having it. So I guess it comes down, I think Nykthos is going to be hard to to replace. I think you're going to have to bite the bullet to buy those. But how would you, what would you do to yeah, replace the Seiju's? If we were replacing Nykthos, we would be cutting a fair amount of... The, like, we would be very much changing the deck yeah. to being, like, a more aggro list, yeah. and that's not what we're aiming for here. So how would you save money with the Besager? That's the big question. That's 80 bucks right there. I think cutting one of them is a big thing, mm-hmm. uh, and then cutting the second one is another big thing. Uh, you know, they're good. They're not a 1,000% necessary. You could run a second Haywire Might in your sideboard so that you can have... Um, mm-hmm. Some in the in the main board when you're post board, you know, you could run like three in the sideboard and then post board run two main one side, so you can still search for it. Um, so here's another question here. So like we said, Karn's pretty pricey. Four of them will cost you about sixty six, maybe seventy bucks or so. Could we change this deck around? Could we just drop them and go back the uh, Vivian route, uh, Arc Arcbar Ranger, and just kind of switch out the sideboard for like more of the creature based one? You know, the one that was... Yeah, I think there's a lot you would have to change in order to do that. Um, I don't suggest that. Like, I think that's a much worse mm-hmm. deck right now. Um, also, you know, keep in mind, I always like to tell people... I, I see it a lot where people will be running Vivian and running, like, 15 search targets in their sideboard. Like, right now, this is 15 cards you can find mm-hmm. with Karn. Um, with Karn, you're using his minus two, you know, 95% of the time. Mm-hmm. 
with Vivian, you're using it 1% of mm. the time or so. Uh, so you need usually two cards for Vivian in the sideboard. You need your Ulamog and you need like one more thing. And that's about it. You don't want a 15 card sideboard for Vivian. Just yeah. like keep that in mind. Okay. Um, uh, what I think we can replace though, is I feel like Cavalier of Thorns. There are reasonable replacements. Okay. Um, and I'm that's trying like to remember what they are because, you know, yeah, if you're replacing all four of them, you know, the last couple sets, I was like, ooh, maybe that could be a card that we'd play if we didn't have a... But I'm trying to remember if there's any that, you know, come to mind Well, you right got now. the three pips. I mean, cards. wasn't there, like, that really big um, guy from, like, uh, Vow or something like that that put put a land into play, and you could continue, you could draw a card again, you know? Oh, uh, Cultivator Colossus would be a little bit on the big side, I think, for us. Too big? It's maybe. Like seven mana, I think, instead of five mana. I mean, you're not going to ramp into it as often. There's like Workshop Warchief, the uh, the sort of Thrag Tusk. Yeah, I mean, we, do we want something? Basically, if you're going to replace Cavalier Thorns, are you trying to replace the uh, the ramp effect? Are you trying to replace you know the big body? Uh, are you trying to replace the the pips? You know, the the three three green for uh, for Nykthos? Like, what, what do you think? Yeah, I think you want a blocker, and you want something that can you know get you some value. Mm-hmm. So maybe like, you know, I think um, if you've got them, what is the 6-6 six, six, Trample Vigilance uh, Reach oh, that draws a card? Algaroth? Uh, uh, Elder Gargaroth? Yeah, Elder Gargaroth yeah, is a bad. reasonable spot if you've got them. That's still kind of um, expensive. I think those are like, what, 15 bucks. Yeah, th- those, aren't, those aren't much cheaper. I, I was saying if you've yeah. got them, uh, otherwise I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you wouldn't drop Karn. I mean, so realistically, yep. what? How are we going to save money? I mean, other than the Besaju and like the Chain Veil, that saves you about a hundred dollars. What are you looking to pay realistically for Mono Green Devotion if you if you're not going to cut Oof. the Nykthos and Karns? Cavalier of Thorns, maybe we can drop that too. So, is that about a hundred fifty bucks you could save? Yeah, that's about all we've given you. Three fifties, um, the budget Mono Green version. Uh, I I don't like that. So let me see if we can do any more deep cuts. You know, we're saying we can't. You could cut a Nykthos. I think that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. You know, if I were trying oh, yeah. to make this under it's like 40 200. Bucks. Yeah, and, you know, getting down to three copies mm-hmm. is not going to be the biggest uh, loss for you. Could you cut a Karn? Um, could you go one Karn down and one Cavalier that, down? You maybe? know... Uh, yeah, I, I think you could still find a replacement for the Cavaliers is going to be cheaper. I think you can you could cut a Karn, you could cut um, you Oath of Nyssa. There, there's possibilities that you could replace yeah. that. It's not too expensive though, but that, that's actually really good because we're looking at another fifteen, like twenty. Uh, that's like another sixty bucks that we'd cut yeah. there. So that's one hundred forty. That's almost two hundred bucks. Just the, those small cuts like that, it's still somewhat competitive, and it takes a deck from five hundred dollars to about three hundred dollars. Okay. So I think that's that's definitely three hundred dollars for a you know eighty five percent you know eighty five percent optimal uh you know mono green devotion deck, I think it's definitely worth it. I would pay three hundred. Can I pick the next one? Yeah. You wanna do the next one? What deck do you want to talk about next? Uh can we talk about creativity just because originally when I was like, ooh, I want to make a budget deck, how do I make a budget creativity? And then I went like what the heck? <laughs> okay, so um, Reed Duke's deck. You want to talk about that one? Perfect. Yeah, Reed Duke's uh, Pro Tour deck. Where's the money here? Um, $600, $600 creativity deck. Yes. 
Creativities, well, like we said, are going for about what thirty bucks a piece now. So that's like uh, more than that, I think forty. Forty bucks, yeah. So th- those are going. Uh, so that's like one hundred twenty, hundred twenty-five bucks. It looks like right now. Um, yeah. Fables again. We got the fables here. Hundred bucks there might be a little bit harder to, to replace because you're looking for that token maker as well. Um, what else? What else? Yeah, so that that's what's gonna be interesting because you need other ways to make tokens. You're going to need other ways to you know uh, cycle your cards through your deck. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Well, they got the you're world need a mana base. The mana base is rough just because blue red lands for some reason are so expensive. So do you cut the world spine? Or sorry, do you? keep the creatures do you keep in the world's bedworm and the xenagos i think i don't mind if you wanted to try the other creature base Mm -hmm. that you could do is we used to see sage of the hours plus um the locust god Mm -hmm. so let me quick you know type in those and see what they are oh um otherwise the other big cards i think uh steam fence there that's like 70 bucks of the deck i think we can easily like spire bluff canal is also there it's like another sixty dollars. They're only play- he's only playing two Siobhan Reef. You could definitely go for more pain um, if you wanted to. Yeah. You could do two more Siobhan. Um, there's like another Stormcraft Coast. Those are also kind of expensive. I mean, you could also play uh, Sulfur Falls. Um, you know, if you really. I-, I will also mention that this version has a more expensive mana base because it's trying to support Mutavault, yeah. which in itself is a ten dollar card. Yeah. If you, you um, wanted to go back and look at some of the older ones that were a little bit less expensive, mm-hmm. they weren't running the Mutavault, and because of that, they had slightly less demanding yeah. mana. So let's drop Mutavaults. Um, That's like twenty twenty bucks right there. Um, we could cut maybe one or two Steam Vents, or maybe one Steam Vents. Uh, just play a couple more, like Painlands or something like that. That'll save us another, I don't know, twenty bucks or so. And I was gonna say, if you are trying to cut Mutavault and still have that same effect, you can run some amount of what is it, Treasure? What, what's the artifact land that's not indestructible? Artif- treasure Field or Treasure something Vaults like that? or something? Treasure Vault, yeah, yeah. Um, if you run a couple of those, those can still be hit with your creativity as a nice way to, you know have something free and play to hit with it mm-hmm. without it being uh, you know, a $10 card that requires a much more expensive mana base to support it. Um, but yeah, so Sage of the Falls is what I was saying. Okay. I don't know if you guys have seen this combo instead. Instead of it's, the Zenigo's like World Spine. 10 cents card and then Locust God is like five bucks. Yeah. Um, and that also will be an infinite combo. It's a little bit easier to interrupt mm-hmm. um, and it's a little bit worse playing it you know if you you can sometimes win the game just by playing Xenagos and kind of winning with random like creature lands and things that is an amazing uh, a little way bit to harder money, to do that yeah it, it's that's definitely a big way to save like 45 or 35 dollars yeah, or so that's like 35 right there now i have a question in demo creativity you know yeah we want to search for stuff to find our piece of the combo um we want to cast it for five so we can get two targets we only have two targets in there can we replace this by i don't know like i was thinking can we just make this a transmogrify deck or a luca that would be the other thing i would consider is whether or not you can just play a transmogrify version and make that work i mean that that would save you a lot of money right there it It would you can keep the rest of the stuff you know you still have the combo win you know if you have one of those things that you can play um you know, it might be a little rough, uh, but you know, land base and stuff like that. That's that would save you, um, you know, a hundred, hundred seventy right there. That's like two hundred bucks right off that. You know, if we fix around the, the lands a little bit, get rid of those things and drop that. Um, yeah, I definitely have to be on a you know real budget version because you wouldn't want to uh, be completely mm-hmm. out of it. Yeah, but 
I mean, you could, you could again, if you have creativities, you got creativities. You don't have them, you can try something else just to get a feel for the deck if you want to. Uh, I think. Uh, how about Shark Defoon? How do we replace that? You know, we, mm. we haven't really talked about where we're getting our tokens if we're not yeah, doing uh, Fable and Shark Fable Typhoon, and Shark. right? Yeah. Uh, I you know, think... I think we used to see we come upon some goblins is like a really, really cheap version that just, you know, instant speed makes two goblins mm-hmm. for you. You could do that. Um, I think we could also just kind of go for the full all in um, uh, treasure route, just stuff that makes treasure tokens. You know, you have what big score, I think, creates treasure. Tokens you have big and... score, but you've got the uh, the one that's identical to big score, but it's too red to colorless instead. Mm-hmm. So something like that. Uh, I think you know would you know be a, an easier way, I mean, an easier way, but one way to kind of go about it. Uh, you need okay. five though. Plus sideboard, there they have more Shark Typhoon, so that's yeah. Shark Typhoon is going for about twelve bucks now. It looks like. Yeah, and that's somewhere you'd love to cut it a little bit. Yeah, so I think you know, hey, if we're looking at a budget thing, you want to switch that. You know, you still have the creature combo win. Um, again, if you drop creativity just for some transmogs, which are really cheap, or the Lucas, also very cheap right now, um, that'll save you some money. Uh, so that's, I think we could probably get this down. That's like 200, 300. We could, I would say you could probably make a 250 to $300, uh, creativity deck that is sp- Pretty reasonable. Pretty reasonable. Uh, yeah, the other thing I'll yeah. mention, you know, this list we're looking at from the, the Pro Tour, the sideboard's pretty expensive. Yeah. Um, and when I always suggest when you're building a budget deck, you know, save money in the sideboard because you're going to see these in, you know, if you've got a sideboard card that comes in in one of your matchups, you're only going to see it brought in mm-hmm. in, you know, maybe one in eight games. And that's, you know, one sideboard game versus all of the main deck games you're going to be playing. Yeah. So, like, putting, you know, this is $100 or something sideboard. If you cut money out of there, that's going to affect your win chances less than cutting a, an expensive card from the main deck. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anything else you want to talk about for uh, Indomitable Creativity? Or do you think that sounds reasonable? Like no, a- you know, maybe I'll, I'll do some more time thinking about cheap ways to get uh, artifacts. You know, oh, Secrets of the Key is one that I was going to mm. mention. I saw that this has uh, one of them, but that's something else you could increase. You know, it just makes a, uh, a clue, mm-hmm. or you could make two clues if you uh, flash it back. Uh, Stuff like that gives you ways to, um, and you know, it can't be a creature. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the other pricey decks? Uh, I know you, you know, this was a big one here. It's yeah, let's keep going. Do you want to do like five color uh, invention or an enigmatic? I guess you could say. You know, one of Ashiok's decks. I mean, it would have been great to have him on to talk about one this, of my decks. What are you talking? Your decks yeah. too. Uh, yeah, but this is going. Wow, I'm looking at one of the the, the decks here. It's going for seven hundred twenty seven dollars right now. Uh, in wow, paper. what? And I think. Yeah, Else Norton, like we said, kind of pricey. I was thinking, how about Yarok? Yarok's like $11, $12. Yeah, we, we've seen that, you know, back in the day we saw versions with Yarok. Uh, you know, it's definitely a big loss in power in comparison, but uh, that's perfectly reasonable. Or you can find other five drops to replace mm-hmm. her and you won't be completely upset. I think the other thing you could do is, you know, Leyline Binding's a big chunk mm-hmm. of what has made this more expensive recently, that being like $10, $12. Yeah. Um, you can, you know, cut the seven drops, cut the Leyline Bindings, and have a reasonable deck playing more five drops. That's what the deck used to look mm-hmm. like, and it was a good deck, if not as powerful as it is now. And we, we also come back, we have Fable of the Mirror Breaker here. 
can we just switch that out with another uh, enchantment? Like, what would you? You can definitely. I would lean then more towards. Um, I would probably replace it with some three drop creatures and some more mm-hmm. two drop enchantments. Uh, you know, right now it's kind of the only three drop enchantment that the deck plays. Uh, you could also then probably cut your four drop creature because you're not going to be enigmaticing from three to four mm-hmm. as often. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we get rid of bindings that saves us some money. We get rid of the fables again that saves us some money. Maybe of El Snorn that saves us some money. The mana base is so freaking expensive. Like we were saying, the shocks. Yeah, my my suggestion there is go and bring a pitchfork to Wizards of the Coast's yeah. uh, front door on Minecraft and <laughs> and tell them to reprint these cards because this is what's ruining Magic is the fact that it's uh, like a four hundred dollar I mean, mana base or something like that. If you got into Pioneer back in you know the what is it. Uh, Guilds of Ravnica and stuff like that, when they had the reprint, they were not that that expensive. That was a good time to pick them up. But yeah, I think it there's a, a reprint on the horizon, hopefully. Um, can you yeah. play anything other than these? Like, do you have to play all these shocks? Can you play something else other? I mean, especially if you're not going to play Leyline Bindings and you don't need the Triumphs, could you cut those? Yeah, yeah, you could. Um, maybe cut this. Um, yeah, that's a big thing. Is if you're cutting. Okay, if we were talking about a version that's cutting leyline binding, mm-hmm. you would be able to cut a lot of these very expensive triomes and be able to run um, a number of cheaper lands. You know, you'd be running uh, fabled passage and basics. That would be a big way to save a lot of money here. Yeah, it's like a hundred twenty, uh, hundred, almost hundred fifty, just in the triomes alone, and you get right, you get over the mana confluence of that. It's like hundred fifty. Yeah, you have to keep in mind, you know, if you're supporting Chain to the Rocks, then you also still have to have the Mountains, but you could easily swap that for Portable Hole yeah. and not lose much, not, not lose too much. Yeah, so yeah, let's put let's, let's do Chain to the Rock. I actually have Chain to the Rocks already in there. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd say let's get rid of the Triumphs here. Let's get rid of the Mana Confluence. Uh, you have a lot of Shocklands. I think you could probably get away with uh, having Checklands here because you have so many uh, land types to be able to support them coming in untapped. Okay. Um, I mean, I, again, I'm I'm talking out of my butt here because I don't play this deck. It's, I'm asking you. I'm guessing. It, it... Yeah. No. That I'm agreeing. Okay. Yeah, that, that would make sense. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Anything else we can save money on? Leyline binding, the land base. Uh, like we said, fables. You just play something else there. Is that good? Seven drops. You know, you could cut like rest in peace and rending volley from the sideboard from the to. one I'm looking at. Yeah. So okay. Uh. It says 727 for this version here. Uh, like I said, we can cut out from the mana base alone. It's probably close to $200. You know, we dropped that Pasaju as well. Um, so add the check lens in. Not too expensive. That's like 200 Ley lines, you know, that's 250 total from that. Uh, 300 if we, three, so we get 350 from uh, dropping the Fables. Maybe save another 20 on the Elshnorn. So, yeah, I'm definitely seeing this under 300 and still being reasonable yeah, power. Yeah, I think we could definitely get this. Uh, yeah, 350, 300 seems like a very reasonable priced uh, deck. You could probably make it very competitive at 300. dollars mm-hmm. All right. Um, do you want to choose the next deck? Anything or anything else you want to say from the the invention? Deck? Uh, no, I'm good on creativity. Uh, you want to talk Phoenix? Yeah. How how expensive is Phoenix these days? 
it's you know there's a couple cards that are really making it expensive like they just haven't reprinted temporal trespass that's mm-hmm. been a big issue uh the ledger lands. shredder is still annoying and then yeah the red blue lands are way 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 too expensive yeah so uh, let's start uh, with other than lands. that it's a very budget deck how would you fix the lands <laughs> just, to make it a little bit cheaper how much money could we cut off can, of that can pitchforks uh wizard yeah. of the store <laughs> yeah I mean, could could we play more plain lands here? Could we could we play more? Uh, could we play sulfur? Yeah, Falls? you could play some basics. You could play some, uh, you know, replace. You know, what is the most expensive one here? Is probably still the shock. Oh no, uh, it's Spire Bluff. Yeah. yeah, Spire Bluff has been in a desperate need of a reprint for like forty five years. Um, yeah, you could play some of the pain lands. You yeah. could play some of the, you know, Stormcrow's Coast isn't much better. Yeah. Uh, play some basics. I mean, you can make that work. Yeah. So we could cut. Uh, so right now with those Spire Bluffs and Steam Vents, it's like almost 150 bucks. Now we could just drop off the price right there. Uh, Ledger Shredders, like we said, also really expensive. Uh, do we just go up to Fourth Thing in the Ice to save money? Yeah, I think Thing in the Ice is totally fine as a replacement. You know, it's totally reasonable at least as a replacement for Ledger Shredder. You could also run Jace. Um, I think that card is now down. Which like, How much is that? The two men, uh, Jace Prodigy. Friends Prodigy oh, he's super cheap. Is like, like 10, 12 bucks. Eight bucks yeah. 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 I could definitely see that. So we get the Phoenix, uh, Four Thing in the Ice, and Ledger Shredder. Or sorry, no Ledger Shredder. We just play Jace there. That dropping Ledger Shredder drops another $80 off the price of this deck. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, So 80 bucks there. And again, we're saving like maybe another, what we said, 150 from the lands. You know, if we go to Pain Lands and like the Sulphur Falls route. So that's 230 and then Temporal Trespass, do we need that? Or can we put something else in there instead? Uh, it's tough because you kind of do need it. Do we need um, just one maybe? Maybe. You know, you could do something by cutting one and putting in something else as a big spell there. You know, you don't really want a big spell, though. You want something that's going to be powerful. to dig to it? Yeah, you could do another cruise there, and that's not unreasonable. Um, what we really need to do is cast Temporal Trespass, go back in time, mm-hmm. and Wizards of Coast, they're coming out with a product where it's going to be a Phoenix Pioneer huh. uh, starter deck. And, tell them to print and it. there's no better place yeah. to put some Temporal <laughs> Trespass. So, yeah. you know, go break some knees. Yeah. And... This episode's making me very grumpy. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, this is... This, Maybe it's too early in the morning. This sounds really good, though. I mean, I think we saved, uh, like I said, about $220 off this price. We got... It's this this deck list we're looking at is about four and sixteen. I think you can make a very competitive uh, Phoenix deck for about two hundred dollars, or maybe even a little bit less. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, you want to move on to another deck? See how we can save. People yeah, money? let's go on to another deck. So let's go to Mono White if that's okay. So oh, this is um, is already kind of budget yeah. though. It is a little bit budget. And this is what I was kind of excited about. Is I was like, you know, normally when you're looking into a format, getting into a format, mm-hmm. you want to do budget. The biggest things to do is to go aggro because you don't need to be as powerful if you're if you're fast mm. and go monocolored. And they've kind of monocolored decks have not been the best in Pioneer lately. So um, I just wanted to take a peek at mono white humans and well, maybe I just want to say, hey, play mono white humans already. Could we draft the bolts? I was going to say, Mutavault's a tough one. The bigger one I was going to ask is, like, what do you replace Wedding Announcement with? We had somebody in mm-hmm. chat asking about that recently. Um, Adeline's probably the other really expensive one in the deck. I mean, are you playing it so that 
Are you playing wedding announcement for the extra bodies to draw the cards uh, for the for the? You're playing benefit? it into red black is what you're trying to do for the most part. Is where you know it, it's a mid range card mm. in many ways. It gives you more bodies that they have to answer, and it gives you card advantage. Well, wasn't there like icon of ancestry that gives everybody plus one plus one, and you pay three to look for a card that has like a land that, type? That sounds pretty reasonable. And I think that's pretty cheap. It's it's a little bit pricier. Than it was. It used to be like super cheap, but I think it's like I don't know four dollars. Oh, it was in the Warhammer decks. It's like one fifty. Oh, nice. So yeah, I think that would be a good replacement for that. Save forty bucks right there. Um, I don't think you need the Sword of Forge and Frontier in here. That's just kind of a new thing they added in here, especially in the sideboard. Yeah. yeah so this deck, so you can, you can definitely play something else. So that's like forty. That's like eighty dollars right there that you could save from that. Um, what about the Adelines? The Adelines are kind of pricey right now. You keep those in there. Yeah, they're they're. You know, I think it's reasonable to keep them in there just because they're so powerful. I could see going down to three because she is legendary, okay. but I wouldn't go any lower than that. Uh, it's just such a powerful card. Hopeful Initiate. Hopeful also Initiate. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, it's a $5 card, but it's not that much better than the other one drop options. You could play something like a Thraben Inspector mm-hmm. for 10 cents and, and be fairly happy with yourself. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. They save money. So, okay. So we're cutting out those two big sideboard cards right there. Maybe dropping an add. Yeah, without cutting much power at all, you could definitely drop a hundred dollars off this deck. Yeah, so hundred bucks. Make it a hundred. Yeah, yeah. Hundred, hundred fifty tops. You know, I would say I wouldn't even say you really need this grove. You know, they weren't in there before. You could play something else instead. Like you said, just go up to four Dauntless Bodyguard if you want the protection. Yeah, yeah. So that'll save you about, like you said, get you about a hundred dollars. Okay. Um, my turn. Let me do yeah, a couple more of these. Something that's a little expensive. I want to see what we can do with angels. Like we said, okay. Resplendent Angel, super expensive at $42 a piece. That's a huge part of the deck. Um, $550. bucks. i am looking at this uh, list right now by Masahide Moriyama. Uh, I think this was at the Pro Tour. Um, we said we can cut the... This doesn't play Bosage. It does play Bosage. If we cut a Bosage, I think that saves a little bit of money right there. Um, yeah. This... this Guys playing the Mirius Cole, I don't think you need that. No, I don't yeah, think you so need that's that. like another forty two bucks. Uh companies are kind of expensive. They're almost what, sixteen, seventeen dollars a piece, maybe? Or maybe fifteen, but yeah, yeah. Somewhere around there. Um, but I think you gotta have that in there. Uh reconstruction's not that expensive. Uh Resplendent Angel, again, that's the big part. Uh, we don't also. I think also this this deck's playing the Nykthos. You don't need a Nykthos. You can play it in there. It's kind of neat, but I don't think it's necessary. So drop the Nykthos. Uh, drop the Besage. That's eighty bucks right there. Um, Temple Garden's a little bit pricey, but mm, I'm trying to think. Can you get away with with something else? Do you need the Temple Gardens in here? You could probably get away with something else here. So, uh, I mean, keep in mind, this is also a version that's running the elves. I don't know if you prefer those versus Yeah, I don't like the elves. Yeah. Uh, I I do like the elves, but just, you know, pointing out that you need less green, you could run something like one of the lands that taps for angels or clerics if you were doing that. Okay. Um, just depending on what you've got. But I think that this, I, you know, I, I like the version with elves, so I don't mind. You know, run the Temple Gardens, you need that untapped turn one. Yeah, so this one, yeah, like you said, playing six elves, I usually just you know just trap all that stuff. I had four Skyclave Apparition in here. I'd have um, four Youthful Valkyrie in here, probably, which is also kind of pricey. They're like 10 yeah. bucks a piece almost. Uh, but yeah, what do we do for Resplendent Angel? How can we get rid of that? that that's four of these cost 171 
out of this five hundred. So I've got some very cheap replacements, but uh, you know, not not a great replacement. I would say like Angel Vitality is something the deck has run before. Is that the that's two not one? unreasonable. Gains one life and it that's gets... the uh, it's the three mana. Oh, that one's actually probably better. You know, probably that one's better. I was thinking of the like the three mana two two that becomes a four four. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have 25 or more life, and if you gain life, you gain one more instead. So how would you feel about playing the book of, uh, what do you call them? The, the angel book. Uh, I, I think that's way too different, and that's not that's not helping the issue before. here. Because, I mean, if you're trying to You'd also need, in you know, Muta Vaults, which are $10. I mean, if you're trying to uh, put bodies into play, because that's one of the great things about Resplendent Angel, is you get the bodies every time you gain life. It's easier to put the bodies into play, harder to get rid of. It is a little bit slower. It is not a body, which is also kind of a problem, but you can go to two of those. I think that would save you a lot of money. So is it Book of Deeds or something? Book of Exalted Deeds? Yeah. That's got to be like, what? $7? $4? Maybe? It's going to be pretty cheap. So I'd have to check on it. Yeah, that would be my suggestion. Like Put two of those in there. Uh, instead of the resplendent angel, and you can still get hit. You can still hit those with Kyla's reconstruction, not collected company, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? Any other ways we could save money? Uh, I think you could run Whelmwalker as another replacement yeah, for like you I know, played that putting before. additional bodies into play. That's a reasonable way to go. Um, I think another thing you could do if you really wanted to is Sarah Paragon is a pretty good angel yeah, that buys back mana. most of the important cards. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were to put that in, I would say that that could be a replacement for collected company if you really wanted okay. to. Yeah, I could see that. You still keep um, on Kyla's. You could even you could do that. Run Kyla's and uh, Sarah Paragon, and run it mono white, mm-hmm. uh, and that would completely you know that would make the deck much much cheaper as a, as a deck. Okay. Yeah. So how much would that save us then? Um, so like 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 I said, this deck right here is five forty because it's kept playing all that funky stuff like Amiria's Call. We don't need that. We don't need any of the green mana. Then we just go mono white. Um, we, we, I don't know, we probably take out the Nykthos too. We probably don't need that. So it's fifty, a hundred dollars to, I mean, it's like a hundred twenty-five just on the mana base. I think we'd save. Yeah. And then like uh, Miria's call, that's like a, like we said another forty. So that's a hundred sixty, hundred seventy. Getting rid of the collected company, uh, would it be like another fifty, sixty bucks? That's two hundred. Resplendent angels, like I said, if we cut that for like the book of exalted deeds. You know, like you said, drop that stuff. Uh, something, so yeah. That's another 171 So that's like $300, I think we could save off that. I think you can make... A, you could get under 200 yeah, easy. I, yeah. Well, yeah, 200 250 I think you could definitely make a very respectable Angels deck. You can cut that price in half. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, You want to choose the next one? I mean, do you, do you still have some uh, energy? Let's talk about um, Azorius Control. Yeah, I could do, do a couple and, you know, more maybe, of these. Maybe Demir Control yeah. as well. Yeah. What what I like to say is I'm going to say don't do it. Um, don't change anything. You know, I, I've made this rant before is that I don't like playing budget versions of control decks. Mm-hmm. If you're looking to play a budget deck in a format, control is not where you want to go because one, your cards are not are already not the highest power. Um, so you kind of need the good ones to be very good. You know, just because you're trying to play mm-hmm. a long game, um, you're also going to see most of the cards in your deck in every game. Uh, you know, because you're just a deck that like draws most of its deck, you're looking through a lot of cards, you're doing a lot of filtering, you're going to see most of the cards. So if you have one weak replacement for a powerful card, you're going to see it in a lot more of your games than you would with an aggro deck that's going to see, you know, a third of their deck mm-hmm. tops. Um, so for that reason, I always feel like control decks when they're 
a you know less powerful version the optimized version you really really feel the impact mm-hmm. if you were to try and make some you know cheap cuts i would look at the sideboard so that you're not spending much in the sideboard which yeah, are becoming in fewer games yeah this one has Burmaz. i think that there are other options you can run as like a three drop well. creature uh, yeah, certainly. Um, you know, I wouldn't be playing like the expensive sideboard planeswalkers if you can afford it. Uh, and then I think you could make a couple cuts in your mana base and not lose too How many would you do that? play points. Uh, you know, I could see replacing. You know, you can lower some of your dual lands into basics. You can change out like, you know, you could drop an Odawara and put in something like a, uh, you know, another Field of the Ruin. Something. What like about that. the one that uh, Scries? Um... Sure. Yeah. You know, like a castle that yeah. would be fine. That would be a budget, a budget uh, choice for that. Uh, yeah, any other big places? So yeah, we save a little bit of money. We get rid of the hollow fountains. Maybe we could do that. Sure, um, we can play more. Yeah, but I'm saying like, lands. don't cu- try not to cut your wandering emperors, your teferis. Yeah. Um, I would rather go for another deck that is better at playing as a budget version rather than trying to play this archetype. If that's what you're, yeah, so, if you're, you know, thinking on a budget. So this this the sideboard is playing like Burmaz and Recipe. So that that's like. 50 bucks from the sideboard there, another 50 bucks for the lands there. That's $100. Yeah, so you could probably drop 100 bucks out of this and still be playing a perfectly reasonable version. I wouldn't try and make a $150 control deck because so it would just be 300 yeah, struggling. is respectable, you think? It's it's playable if you can... 250 Yeah, very much so. That's what you can expect to pay for a decent control deck. Um, I would say for a good control deck, but yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I know we've talked about Lotus Field before as budget, so I don't think we need to really touch on that. Um, maybe do one more here. I don't know, unless you have other ones. I'm thinking we could do Grease Fang. Oh, yeah, we haven't talked Grease Fang at all, um, so let's go with Grease it. Grease Fang's gained a lot of popularity. People, you know, thought it was not going to see any play. And... I have one more, too, after Okay, yeah, so that. let's talk about uh, Grease Fang real quick. This is a list from the Pro Tour as well. Uh, this is by Cameron Sweetenham. Uh, $460 bucks for this uh, this deck. Uh, a lot of that price, I think, is going to come from the mana base. Four mana confluence. I think you don't need yeah. that. That's $133. Bucks. You can save right there. Um, you know, just play. You can play Shocks if you want. It's going to be cheaper, probably. Uh, you know, this only. You could play some Shocks. You could play some. Pathways. You could play some Tapland. Like, if you wanted to play uh, some amount of the Triome, like, yeah. that wouldn't be unreasonable. You. You could also play some amount of the mech hanger. Uh-huh. Maybe. Um, but Sage, again, you could probably drop that. Just uh, add something to the sideboard to deal to deal with that. So we dropped the Basaju, we dropped the Mana Confluence. That is about $175 right there that we save. Uh, Parhelion's cheap. Chariot? I think we could probably... Is the Chariot actually more expensive than... Uh... Then the uh, what's the other one? The Parhelion. Parhelion got reprinted recently. Sky Sovereign. Oh, Sky Sovereign. It's like five bucks. Uh, Sky Sovereign's like uh, eight. Oh. Uh, no, five, six. I, think it's like five I mean, this is playing four chariot, which are. I think it looks like it's going for about seven. Net, especially. Ten? Yeah. This is almost nine to ten. Not, so yeah, if you replaced ten. one to two, that's saving nice. you a few bucks each. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, this one's playing Eldritch Evolution. Do we need this in the deck? I don't think you do. I mean, it does make the deck a little bit better i think but you know we go back to the version that's just playing the uh can't stay away yeah oh this is that's right this is playing can't stay away sorry or soren yeah the soren which one's a soren the four mana one that can bring back you know kind of does the same oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah so eldrick evolution we can just go to that go all in on the graveyard you still have a 
a pretty respectable uh i mean the creatures are actually really cheap here even if you're playing this one with stitcher yeah. supplier that's still like a two two dollar card um you know some some decks were playing the the scrap mutt um you know the red thing that lets you discard a card and draw a card uh i also want to mention you know if you are a big fan of grease fang mm-hmm. the other colors of grease fang can be a lot cheaper Mardu. you know like esper yeah. is pretty cheap mardu is pretty cheap just because yeah. they don't have uh some of the expensive green cards here yeah so like i said we save 175 from the land base maybe draft eldritch evolution which are like another 33 that's 200 bucks down right there uh, any, this is also else? a deck where I could see replacing Thoughtseize, you know, if you wanted to run a Duress or a something similar. Yeah, you think so? It'd be, it would be all right to... Yeah, yeah, I think there's reason to. Like, what do you... I guess you're just worried about uh, hate cards and stuff like that, right? Yeah, so you don't care that much you about... You got four like, Duress on the sideboard. Even... There's, there's definitely yeah. plenty of that stuff. Okay, yeah, so that'd be another 60 bucks if you just switch out, you know, four Duress for four Thoughtseize. Um, again... Yeah, I think that would be $200 we could probably play Grace Thing. Yeah, definitely. That sounds pretty good. I actually kind of want to pick that up. I don't have like any of these cards. I've got Chariots, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I think that's perfectly respectable to get a $225 Abzan Grease Thing deck made. All right. What is your last one? Because I know, like you said, you're tired, and I know my voice is probably starting to go too. So, (laughs) Uh, Gruel Vehicles. Okay. So I'm curious what what your thoughts are, but uh, I think that that deck where's, has been very popular. I think that yeah. deck's been very fun. Where's all the money here? Again, is it, I'm guessing the lands. I'm guessing, yeah, we had Stomping uh, Grounds yeah. 50. Land, lands are a big piece of it. Besaidu's a bigger piece of that. Do we Can we cut the Muta Vaults from this? I know a lot of people are putting in there. It's It seems like you want to keep them in. Yeah, I think you want some of them. I don't know if I'd want to be cutting them entirely. You could run like a like another Sakenzin. You mm-hmm. could run like another, uh, you know, Den of the Bugbear is still. What is Den of the Bugbear in paper? It's pretty cheap in paper, right? Uh, in Japan, it's like 15. Oh, okay. It's like seven in the yeah, US. Yeah, it's like half price. Um, so that right? doesn't save you much. Yeah, so Besage uh, th- saves. Those are some things. Yeah. Yeah, Besage saves us. One beautiful cut. Okay, what else? What else could be cut from this? You know, I think that, again, if you're running a version that's playing uh, Fable of the Mirror Breaker, mm-hmm. don't. That, that's a big thing to change. <laughs> um, some of the three and four drop options, you know, we talked about this deck not that long ago, and there were some options you can play around with with your three and four drops that make a big difference. You know, like a Crow and War is very cheap mm-hmm. uh, if you're running that over something like the versions that have, I don't even know what, some of the more expensive things. Uh, I like some of the cheap sideboard cards they've picked up recently. Like I've been seeing things like Thrun and Luca, mm-hmm. uh, which are both very cheap cards. Uh, Miglaz is a cheap one that you could run over, like maybe your Reckless Storm Seekers yeah. or your Storm you know, cut some amount of good, Chariot, though. whatever. Yeah, but yeah, Storm Seeker is pretty good. I like Storm Seeker a lot. They're so expensive here. I think I picked those up for like fifty cents. Yeah, it's so the one time I felt like I. <laughs> it looks like in USA they're going for about four bucks a piece. That's about right. Yeah, they're 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 going for about twelve dollars here a piece. Okay. 10, 12, so can't quite bring myself to buying those. So I think we can cut 100. Yeah, I'd save 100, 125, maybe get this down to $200 yeah, deck. I think this is a little 200, 250, 200 to $250 deck, and like, I think it's still going to be a top. Yeah, and I don't think you need the Ember Cleaves in the sideboard either. You can, it's nice, but. Oh, which version has Ember Cleaves? Yeah, this one has Ember Because usually you have a Gigantha. Yeah. This is not the Gigantha one. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, you know, I'm I'm glad we we did this this uh, this topic. Like I said, you know, it's fun to make those budget decks from time to time, but I think it's just getting harder and harder as prices go up. And I think 
you know, as, as players, as people that are trying to get into pioneer and they're trying to be competitive and, you know, they don't want to spend a whole bunch of money and then kind of get screwed, you know, with like, you know, mm-hmm. or have to hold on to this like really expensive card, um, that they're not going to be playing with. I think this is a good way for people to get a feel for the format, um, and not spend too much money doing it. Yeah, I think so. Um, anything else we need to talk about today? Yeah, I think I think this covers pretty much everything. I mean, is there anything else you wanted to say uh, about you know? No, I think that covers what I wanted to talk about. You know, this is I, I I usually like it when we go and make deck lists, but I'm glad like this time we got to cover a lot more decks by not doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it definitely made me grumpy. I feel like we are in desperate desperate need of a reprint. <laughs> Hopefully, the next set or two that come out are going to be like heavy reprint sets, but I have my doubts because mm-hmm. we haven't been, they haven't been doing a good job of that at all. Uh, and I just feel really let down as a customer. So I'm going to go complain. Crossing uh, fingers. Thank you guys for listening to my <laughs> complaints. <laughs> thank you all f- for being out there. If you have complaints or if you have budget decks, or if you have any cards, you're like, Hey, I want to build this deck. It, can I replace this card? Or I don't own this card. Can I replace this card? Always happy to help. You know, mm-hmm. good, bad suggestions. I'll have a million of them. Go ahead and follow us at Twitter at MTG Pioneer, or even better, go ahead and jump into our Discord, which you can find a link to from our Twitter, and you'll see, you know, you can talk with us directly. We're always happy to help with any kind yeah. of deck choices. Yeah, and you guys can find me on Twitter as well. Uh, I'm Yo the Japan Hobbyist. Or Yo Japan, not the Japan. Yo Japan Hobbyist. And yeah, I'm also very active in the. Uh, the discord so hope to see you guys there thanks for hanging out with us this week all right that's gonna wrap up our show thank you guys for listening that's the most important thing about the show is that you guys are listening and we are the first pioneers podcast we are your go-to source for pioneer information online and we are budgeting out